What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel. This is Daniel Teaches, the psychology student who's going to bring you tips from his lectures, his readings, and his personal anecdotes from life and experience revolving around psychology, philosophy, and motivation. Today, we're going to talk about how to not get manipulated. Now, let's break that down. We got to start off with talking about what does it mean? What does manipulation mean to you? What does manipulation mean to someone else? And in different contexts, in a relationship, like a employer and an employee, a boyfriend and a girlfriend, just two close friends. And once we talk about manipulation, we're going to talk about why people do it, how to do it, and some signs to look out for. So when you see them yourself in your regular life, you can go, that's a red flag. I got to be careful for that. So what is manipulation? Think about it for yourself for a second. What does it mean to you? You might think about certain things like using people. Using people, well, why? Why would you want to use someone? Because you want to get something out of them. It's like, okay, well, it kind of sounds like a business transaction, except it's only one way, right? Do people know that you're manipulating them? Well, if they know that they're being used, would they allow themselves to be used? Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But okay, let's say you're trying to use someone, regardless of if they know they're being used or not, to get something. Maybe to get ahead, maybe to get a promotion, to get what you want. So what if we're making up a definition for manipulation together and we pull up something along the lines of you use other people regardless of their feelings or desires in order to get you closer to your desires. How about we stick with something like that, right? I'm not saying that's 100% right, but maybe something in that in that regard. With that sort of a mindset, we can understand why someone would manipulate people, right? It's like, why would you manipulate someone? It's like, dude, there's a plethora of reasons why you would. To get the promotion, maybe you can be a kiss-ass at work. To get your girlfriend or boyfriend to do certain things that they don't want to do. To make, I mean, I've heard some, some crazy stories, folks. There's this one story that I heard about this girl who would try to make her boyfriend jealous by pretending that another guy called her like after midnight and like she'd do this over and over again to try to manipulate his emotions. I've seen people or heard of people doing certain things at work, try to manipulate a workplace environment in order to get ahead. So maybe they speak badly about a coworker or maybe they, they say something or they do something so that they can look amazing in front of their boss, in front of their supervisor to earn brownie points with them. So manipulation can happen in all different aspects and contexts and it's generally to come ahead, right? To do something good for yourself right? No one manipulates a situation in order to make themselves look worse for the most part. It's always to make yourself look better. It's to get ahead. It's to get something. So the question is, is manipulation ethical? Going back to the definition that we came up with together, when I said that in order to manipulate, you know, you you basically go after what you want. You want to make your desires a reality and you throw everyone else's desires and feelings to the side. I don't care if this makes you upset because this is what I have to do to get what I want. Right? A girl's in a relationship with this guy and maybe she makes up a story or she says something or she exaggerates an event which is going to make her boyfriend feel terrible. But then when he's in that terrible mood, she can ask him for a favor and she knows he's going to say yes because he feels guilty. Right? You're manipulating his emotions. Now, immediately you're going to get him. What kind of a question is that? Obviously, manipulation is wrong. Why? Why is it wrong? Why is it wrong to look out for yourself? Are people not just our pawns? Is this not a giant chess game? Are we not trying to get ahead and use people any ways necessary? And if they're so dumb that they can allow themselves to be used, 
Well, maybe they deserve to be used. That's not my, that's not my opinion, but I, I want to share that line of thinking with you. What is your rebuttal to that? If people are so dumb or so naive that they allow themselves to be used, if that girl is so naive that she allows herself to be cheated on, I guess that's what she deserves. What moral obligation do I have to you? Why should I not manipulate you? Why is manipulating a bad thing? Is it bad because of what it does to you? Is it bad because of how it shapes my beliefs and, and the way that I interact with other people in life? Well, we can go about this in several ways. How often do you manipulate people? How often do you manipulate people? I asked you a trick question there. I didn't say, do you manipulate? I said, how often do you do it? It's like when you go to a car salesman and he doesn't say, do you want to buy a car? He says, do you like the blue car or the red car? Do you prefer BMWs or Benzes? Right? You, you skip that initial question. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to catch you off guard so that you have to think an extra second to go back and go, wait a minute, like, do I even manipulate people? Right? And what does that mean? You know, and a lot of people might do it unintentionally or unconsciously without being aware of it. You know, you might make someone feel guilty or you might put someone in a situation or, or sometimes maybe you are aware of it. If you're someone like me who, who doesn't want to manipulate or tries their best not to, what is your moral reasoning against it? Why not? Why would you not? What's the worst that can happen? You might think to yourself, well, you know, it's wrong. It's wrong to use other people as pawns because they are human beings. Immanuel Kant, who was a very famous, an incredible philosopher for his time, he said a bunch of brilliant things. One of the biggest things that he said is that in life, we should always strive to treat human beings as an end in and of themselves and never as a means to an end. What does that mean? Treating someone as a means to, as an end in and of themselves versus treating someone as a means to an end. Well, what Emmanuel Kant meant was, if you befriend me, you befriend me for me, because you like me, because we have a good time together, because we laugh, you don't befriend me in order to get a promotion at your job. You don't befriend me so I can introduce you to my friend, right? Does that make sense? If you do something kind for your employer, you don't do it for the sake of getting a raise. You don't do it for the sake of wanting to look good. You do it because it's the right thing to do in the moment. Does that make sense? So you do the action for the sake of doing the action. If you go volunteer somewhere, you're doing it because you want to give. Not because you're thinking, I want to volunteer and then I'll get my buddies to take pictures of me so I look like a virtuous person, so I look honest and giving and loving and caring. So if you reside by that sort of a philosophy, well, let, let's, let's challenge that. Why? Why is it wrong to treat people as a means to an end as opposed to an end in and of themselves? Is that a bad thing? And you might think, well, someone else said this, I don't know who, but they said, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated, right? I don't want to be treated as a means to an end. I don't want someone to be my friend. Like, could you imagine if you were rich and sometimes you met people and you were thinking, well, are you friends with me because of who I am? Or are you friends with me because of what I have? Or if you're a very attractive young lady, same question. Are you friends with me like, because you want to be friends with me or are you friends with me because of other reasons? Because you're trying to get something from me. Or maybe you're, you're famous. So the line goes on and on, right? And you're saying, well, I want people to treat me as an end 
in and of myself. I don't want people to manipulate me. I don't want people to use me. I want people to look at me as a human being and treat me as such with the same respect and courtesy that I'll treat you. And because I don't want you to manipulate me, I'm not going to manipulate you, right? Maybe there's this, this non-verbal agreement of how two people are going to treat each other, which is a, it's a valid argument, right? I don't want to be manipulated, so I'm not going to manipulate you. What does that say about you if you're someone who goes around manipulating people? What do you call that person? Selfish? Self-centered? Self-absorbed? Egotistical? Careless? Not having much empathy for others? Not being a very caring person? If you're someone who manipulates people, are you comfortable with those things representing you? Like, can you go to bed at night knowing, like, you know, I'm not really caring. Because at the end of the day, I looked out for myself rather than, than looking out for her. You're selfish, you know. You, you have to lie. You have to cheat. You have to go behind people's back. And is that okay? Can you sleep at night? And some people can, right? And that's not me to say that everyone should think the same. But look, some people can and they don't see a problem with it. And it is what it is. But if you're a person like me and you... You think to yourself, I'm a kind person, I'm a caring person, I look out for other people. You can't then lie and cheat and manipulate others because it goes directly against the beliefs that you have about yourself, right? We call this in psychology, it's known as cognitive dissonance. There's a disconnect between who you think you are versus who you actually are. And it's, it's very, a very uncomfortable place to be because you got to figure out, dude, who am I really? Am I the current person I say that I am? Or am I the opposite? And it's tough. It's, it's really tough from an existential perspective, from like a who am I? What am I doing? What's my meaning in life? What's my purpose? What am I here to do? So we've talked about manipulation. We've talked about why there's a plethora of reasons to manipulate. We've talked about about two big reasons why not to manipulate, right? One, you know, we don't want to get manipulated. And two, wait, who are we, right? When we lie in bed at night, we want to think well of ourselves and good things. And that's really hard to do when you're using other people as pawns. And when you're looking at people just as a vessel, just as a transport to get, you know, X or to get Y. So how can we spot people who are manipulating us or who go around manipulating people? There's a few things that are telltale signs. One of them is a person will be irregular in their interactions. Either they'll be really distant and closed off. And by the way, if you see these interactions, that doesn't mean this person's a manipulator. This is just one of the signs and symptoms, if you will. A person will either be really closed off and will keep to themselves and they don't want to trust anyone, they don't want to be close with anyone, or they are abnormally close with you. Like they meet you on the first day, they're super close, they're friends, immediately start asking you about what do you do, Ta tell me about your past. Women are very good at this. Women are, are very good at this. I mean, if you want to talk about reputational destruction, like gossip, workplace bullying. Look, if two people get into an argument and one punches the other one in the face, chances are it was two guys. But if you find out that someone blackmailed someone at work because of something or wrong information was spread to a supervisor or people start gossiping around someone's back, on average, a woman's going to do that more often than a man is. So how do we spot that? Well, first and foremost is when you meet people, unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of saying, everyone's here to be my friend. You got to take some accountability and go, you, we got to be a little skeptical, right? When we meet people, when we talk to them, we got to go, why are you talking to me right now? 
Do you want something from me? Do you have any other intentions? I wish that we lived in a perfect world. I wish that we didn't have to. I wish that there weren't people who would manipulate you. I wish that we could leave our car doors unlocked. I wish that we could leave our wallet out and like everyone who found your wallet would return it to you, but it's just not the way that it is. So we be careful and we ask ourselves questions. I was in one of my classes the other day and I don't know, oh, I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, hey man, I said, what would you think if I brought you coffee one day? He goes, uh, what do you mean? He goes, one day I just bring you coffee without you asking for it. He'd say, well, at first I think it was a really nice thing to do. But then secondly, I'd start thinking why. And I start thinking like if you wanted something from me and precisely, it, that, that's a natural, normal reaction, right? First, it's a surprise and wow, this is a kind thing to do. And there's that little voice in the back of your mind going, why would you do, like, this is weird. This is abnormal, right? If I'm a complete stranger and if we just met on our first day and I bring you coffee, why? And then maybe let's say I keep asking you questions about your girlfriend or about your past or about that job promotion that you're excited for. This talk isn't to make you paranoid, but it's to make you mindful of certain things that can come up and how people can act and move. When you notice people who, and again, girls do this. I mean, the reason why I'm, I'm really focusing on girls is because when I'm focusing on social reputation and gossip and drama and that stuff, but guys do it too. Guys absolutely manipulate too, especially when you get to like the Wall Street guys, the corporate guys, climbing the ladder, money's all that matters. I mean, you can really fall into that line of, I'll say anything in order to make an extra buck. So it happens, it's out there, but it's important to be aware of it. Choose your friends very carefully and be careful who you open up to. One thing that I heard on YouTube, and unfortunately it's, it's not a very comforting thought, but the more you open up to someone, the more ammunition they have to shoot you. The more you tell someone about your dark secrets and your pasts and your vulnerabilities, the more things they have to bring up again. Imagine being in a relationship with a girl. Things are going great. Three months down the line, you get into an argument. And all of a sudden, she brings down something that you shared with her in a, in a moment of confidence, in a moment of vulnerability. And then she throws that at your face. Ouch. Right? But we got to understand that she couldn't have done that alone. Right? You had to open up and share to her and give her the ammunition for her to be able to throw that to your face. So now, before you get to the conclusion of, well, I'll just never share anything with anyone, it's like, fair enough, right? That's, that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is, look, I will be careful with who I choose as friends. And when I open up, if, if I feel comfortable, not, I'm not saying that this person will never turn against me, but if they do, I'll be okay. Because right? it's not if people will betray you, because it's life. It's, it's like saying, if I'll get sick, like, you're going to get sick. You're going to fall. It, it happens. So it's not if you get sick, but it's when you get sick, inevitably, it will be okay. When that person talks behind your back, when that person gossips, when that person tries to tell the supervisor something negative about you, it will be okay. You will get past it you will find a way to overcome the obstacle. Or that's, that's my perspective anyways. Because the latter as well just never open up to anyone ever, right? I'll just, I just won't trust anyone. That's why sometimes you have people who have relationship issues. Let's say girl's 28, she's never been in a relationship. It's because her last two boyfriends were terrible to her, right? Or maybe her parents were terrible to her. So now what does that does in terms of your trust and trusting other people and how you treat them? So now you carry around that kind of paranoia of like, I can't trust anyone. 
Why? Because you were manipulated due to, one, there being terrible people in the world, two, you being naive and letting yourself get manipulated. And unfortunately, what that does is that impacts people either a lot of ways, right? One, you don't see it and you're so deep down in the hole that you just keep allowing yourself to get manipulated. Or two, you close off your doors and let's say your parents treated you badly and you feel like manipulated your emotions. So now you treat the world as if you were talking to your parents. Now, the same way that you closed off to your parents, you're going to be closed off to your classmate. You're going to be closed off to your prof. You're going to be closed off to your friend. You're going to be closed off to your boyfriend. Why? Because your brain has latched onto these survival skills. Your brain has said, look, last time we put ourselves in a vulnerable position, we were taken advantage of. So this time I recognize that and I'm not going to, I'm going to stay closed off. That survival thing that your brain did was great because it got you out of that relationship. It got you out of that toxic workplace. The problem is you're still holding on to those kind of survival things that your brain has learned now that you're talking to people who aren't trying to manipulate you. And that's how we have trust issues. That is one way or one facet, one perspective which gives way to trust issues. That's that very reason. So now the good thing is this, if those things were learned, if those survival tactics of not being manipulated, right, not being naive were learned, the good thing is that they can be unlearned. It's going to take time. It will not be easy, but anything learned can be unlearned with effort and time. The best thing you can do in life is always be skeptical and be a critical thinker. Why do people do what they do? Why do they say what they say? Without getting paranoid. You take people, you, look, you give people the benefit of the doubt. You put yourself out there. But you also judge, you also, you're a good judge of character. You judge people. Who are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you brought me the coffee because you're a good person. Great. But I'm not going to be over the moon about it. I'm not going to print out your poster, stick it above my, my wall in my bedroom. I'm not going to talk about it every day. No, wait, you give me coffee. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. It was a kind gesture. Nothing more, nothing less. This way, if I don't put that kind gesture on a pedestal, I'm not opening myself up to be naive and blindsided if you do do something. But I also don't go, you got me a coffee. Are you trying to use me? What's your agenda here? Because folks, there, there might not be an agenda. But do you see how careful we have to be in that line of not being paranoid that everyone's out to get us versus everyone is talking to us because they want to be our friend. Everyone's our friends. Like, no, everyone is not your friend. A lot of people are going to look at you as a stepping stool and that's okay. What matters is how you look at yourself and how you interact with those people. Can you balance the fine line of being yourself, not closing off from the entire world and yet being a critical thinker and being skeptical when you meet others? Sometimes it happens. This happened to me before someone comes up. They're super kind, courteous. You know, I give them the benefit of the doubt. And then they do something which I go, damn, dude, like I, I really trusted you. I thought you were face value, right? And then they flip it on me. Sometimes you don't see it coming and it's okay. The best thing you can do in that instance, you go, look, it's not your fault. It's my fault. And this sounds super terrible because it sounds like I'm, you're blaming yourself. But, but hear me out. I go, I made a bad judge of character. I was wrong about you. I should have seen the signals. All right. All right. I'll keep that in mind for next time. You take it as an opportunity. You learn and you walk away. The part that really messes with people is 
Once you get one person wrong and you're like, I thought you were good. I thought you were an amazing boyfriend, but you cheated on me. Now the question becomes, how many other people are you wrong about? Right? Because if you're wrong about that one person, who's to say that you're right about like your entire friend group? Right? Maybe you're wrong about every single one of them. So do you, by listening to this podcast, do you understand how someone could fall into that line, right? You get manipulated by your parents or by someone else. Now you're either really closed off to the world or you are so traumatized that you just keep dating people that keep taking advantage of you, right? Because those manipulators, man, they see people who are naive and they prey on them, right? They figure out, oh man, you're easy to fool. So then I'm just going to use you over and over and over again. So the question for the people who are naive is like, look, you want to be generous and you want to be giving, which is amazing, but you got to understand it's contextual, right? I can be extremely generous in giving if I think you're generous in giving too. But if I think this is only going to be a one-way relationship where I'm doing all the giving, I'm carrying all the weight and you're not doing squat, don't expect anything from me. Don't expect anything from me. You know, sometimes they say treat other people how you want to be treated and, and you do. And I find girls fall into these relationships a lot where they put other people's happiness above their own. So she'll put her boyfriend's happiness above her own. And then at the end, she breaks up with him. Right? And sometimes the dude doesn't even know why. He's like, hey, I thought we were good. I don't know what the problem is here. I had no idea you were unhappy. Why didn't you say anything? So guys and girls, but specifically, I mean, I've I known a few girls who were in a situation where they were in a relationship where they wanted to see their partner be happy to the point where they were making themselves unhappy. And they were making sacrifices and they were being generous and they felt like that wasn't being reciprocated. And whether that quote-unquote manipulation was on purpose or wasn't, that doesn't invalidate her. Like, if, if I make my girlfriend feel really, really upset, right? And then we sit down and she goes, Daniel, this is how you made me feel. I could say, hey, look, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And that's fair. But I can't say you shouldn't be upset about it. Because if I say I'm, I'm invalidating your emotions, it's good to, to communicate my intent and say, hey, I had no idea this is how you felt. But it's different saying, it's not a big deal, you know, or, well, I don't even know. So you shouldn't care because I don't care. Does that make sense? You, you got to have a wherewithal to go, look, even though I acted in said manner, even though I wasn't aware of what I was doing or if, if it looked bad to you, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. And you validate their emotions and you go, look, regardless of my end, you felt that way. And I don't want to deny that or dismiss that. Right? Let's talk about how we can prevent this from happening again in the future. So that's one way to go about it. Now, this can be really long, folks. This is not going to be the last episode that I do about manipulation, about psychology, about using people, about naivety, about trust issues. So as you realize, it was about manipulation to begin with, but all those things are interlinked. This could be a five, six hour lecture. But for this one, we're going to cut it there, folks. There will definitely be more episodes about this, so stay tuned. If you're not following me, man, follow. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, be subscribed. Thank you so much for my friends from Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I appreciate each and every single one of you. Have an amazing rest of your day, and take care. Bye-bye.